your ride ready for spring driving with Dobbs Spring Break Deals. Money saver deals you can use on Goodyear, Pirelli, Cooper, Michelin, and General Tires. Expert auto service, too. Click on GoToDobbs.com for spring break deals now. For over two decades, E&B Granite has been St. Louis's trusted name for kitchen, bathroom, and outdoor space renovations that are guaranteed to bring new life into your living spaces. Their skilled team will provide you with personalized customer service, fast turnaround times, and prices you won't find with big box stores. Support local and schedule free consultation at enbgranite.com or call them at 314-645-9300 or better yet, stop by the showroom and explore their massive inventory. Again, that's enbgranite.com. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. Brooke Grimsley and Tanner Hendricks and I'm Alex Ferrario. We are out here live at Blues Training Camp in our E&B Granite Studios at the Centene Community Ice Center as training camp is day two is winding down for the St. Louis Blues. Their first preseason game comes your way tomorrow night here on 101 ESPN. Six o'clock pregame. I've got you covered. Seven o'clock puck drop with Chris Kerber and Joe Vitale against the Arizona Coyotes. And I thought talking more hockey, who better to talk to than one of my favorite writers? He was with the Athletic covering the Colorado Avalanche. Last season, he was with the Athletic covering the Seattle Kraken, and uh, ESPN did the right thing, and they stole him away, and now he is the national NHL reporter for ESPN. He is Ryan S. Clark. You can follow him on Twitter at Ryan underscore S underscore Clark. Ryan, it's great to catch up with you, buddy. How are you? I guess needing to evaluate to put you on payroll with that kind of introduction. How are you doing? (laughs) Well, what can I say? I like to make sure people feel pumped up when they come on with us, but you truly are one of my favorite reads, especially last season covering a new team like the Seattle Kraken. But Ryan, just big picture, what's this transition going to be like for you? You covered Seattle, you covered Colorado, and now you're covering the entire NHL. The big thing is, so last year with the Kraken beat, it was a hybrid national role too. So it's you're doing features and profiles and looking into other league topics, but still you have your eye on an expansion team and all the nuances that come with covering something that just didn't exist a year earlier. Whereas it's now it's looking at the league as a whole, whether it be things looking like whether it's looking at things like, let's say someone signs a new contract, there's a significant injury to larger picture issues that either might seem obvious or things that you thought about, but not thought about too much or things that you didn't know exist. So that's kind of the gist of it all. So wanted to ask you, we, we were discussing this earlier today, is Jordan Cairo and a lot of the expectations coming in. Obviously, as you know, David Perron is no longer a blue. He's with the Detroit Red Wings now. Just your thoughts on Cairo. Do you see him taking over that void that David Perron will leave? And just expectations, too, for Cairo after he had a breakout year with 75 points last season. Well, let's start here. There's a lot on Jordan Cairo for a bunch of different reasons. So let's start with the obvious one. It's the money. I mean, he's going from $2.8 million to next year, 8125 And it's the kind of figure and the kind of length that shows the Blues see a lot in him. And when you think about the growth that he has made as a producer, a point producer, it's significant. You're talking about someone who went from 14 goals, 35 assists, and 55 games in 2021 to 
career highs across the board and everything. I mean, in fact, he had more points last year than he had uh, points in his entire NHL career. But to your point about David Perron, there are so many ways to look at how do you replace someone like David Perron, but really the big one has to, of course, not just be scoring, but when you look at the power play. For all the things David Perron did, he led this team with 11 power play goals last year, 15 power play assists, which was, believed the second most on the team behind Tory Crew for 26 power play points, which that was second in total. Of course, Braden Shin leading the way with 27, excuse me, 17 power plays. Obviously, so it was the most of anyone on the Blues. That's a huge loss for any team, but especially a team like this, because when you look again at the Blues and how they do things, everyone knows they play in a conference where everybody scores. They play in a league where it's important. So last year, the Blues were fourth with 311 goals in the NHL. Finding a way to keep that going when you're in a division with Colorado, who was first in the Western Conference, third overall in goals, the Minnesota Wild. Like, yes, they lose Kevin Fiala, but that's still a team that has a lot of firepower, and we don't know what someone like Marco Rossi or or some of the other young players they have are going to do. And then you think about teams like the Oilers, which <laughs> something says the Oilers will still score goals. And then you think about what the Flames have, because even with the Flames, everybody talks about you lose two 100-point scores, well, you bring in three players who last year had 244 points. So Jordan Kyber is going to have an important year for a lot of reasons. Ryan, with that being said, I think if you talk to a lot of people in St. Louis, losing David Perron, people are concerned that you know the offense is going to take a hit, despite them still having a lot of significant playmakers on the team. When you look at this roster as a whole for the Blues coming into the season, is your biggest concern offense for this team, or is it something else? You could easily argue it's goaltending, and again, it's not to say that the, the, the ability to score goals isn't crucial. I mean, clearly it is, but you also have to look at what this team is going to be in that. And so when you look at how many goals that the Blues allowed last year, it was 242, which was overall in the league. It puts them like above league average, but when you look at the West specifically, they were, again, goals allowed. They were in the top four, top five, just because, again, most of your defensive teams were in the East. Now, that gets into a conversation of defensive structure, scoring goals again, but that's another conversation for another day. But really it's about how is it going to work in net for the Blues? Now, granted, you could argue that's a question that's been asked a lot over the last six years because you think about it, there was a point in time people asked, how do you replace Carter Hutton with all the games he won? How do you replace Jake Allen, who was not only there for many years, but like towards the end, he was becoming someone who was such a consistent present for the Blues, which is what made the expansion draft and, and that whole thing so interesting. And now you're going into an offseason where you're figuring out how do you replace the 25 wins, 2.56 goals against average, and 919 save percentage Ville Husso gave you at a time when you've looked at Jordan Bennington the last couple of years, the consistency in terms of the amount of games he wins has been there with 18, but the goals against the save percentage, that's where you're a little bit worried. And now you're bringing in Thomas Grice, who, yes, his last few seasons with the Red Wings, the numbers maybe aren't the kind that if you're a fan you're comfortable with, but at the same time, he was also playing on a roster that was still developing. Whereas if you look at what he did with the Islanders, a team that when he was there had a tandem approach for a setup that was built to you know go to the postseason, he was a consistent performer. So again, it's not to say that goals aren't something to think about, but when you look at goaltending and the questions that exist with the tandem, the consistency of both players – 
that's where it gets really interesting. But then again, when you have Falk, Krug, Pareko, Letty, and the like right all there, it, it makes a big difference. So we we had a little bit of a controversy yesterday <laughs> when, when we brought up this question because, of course, everybody's looking at I know that we haven't even, even gotten into this season, but still, you have some pretty notable UFAs coming up for next summer. You have Ryan O'Reilly, Vladimir Tarasenko, two of the most notable from that. What do you see as the future for those two, especially Ryan O'Reilly? That's your captain and no contract extension as of this moment. If you're the Blues, you definitely want to take a look at how things are going to play out just because any time a player gets older than 30, especially in a league like this where everyone's looking to get younger, you want to be smart about your cap dollars. But when you look at the Blues for the future, like let's just lay it out there. Braden Shen is 31. You've got him on the books for several years at 6.5. You've got Saad, who's 29, who's after this season will have three more years left at 4.5. Of course, we just talked about Jordan Cairo and his deal, Robert Thomas and his deal which is, again, another lengthy deal at 8.125. And, of course, Ball, Crew, Pareko, they're all in the books long-term. And then Letty has, after this season, four, three more years left. And Jordan Bennington, after this season, has four more years left at six. So this is all to say that there is clearly a core, but with that comes the understanding of how do you balance your money. So when you look at the future offseason, next offseason, this is a club that's projected to have $15.9 million in space, $21.9 million after that. So if you're the Blues, it's about how do you manage your money to where you're able to get the long-term results that you want, but you're able to do it at a price that that works. And so when you look at Tarasenko, I mean, of course, the big question with him last year was what the health was going to be like. Well, when you score 34 goals, have 48 assists, and finish with 82 points, it appears he might have been healthy and ate his Wheaties and took his Flintstones (laughs) vitamins. But again, you want to be able to see how is this going to look over the coming seasons, whereas if you look at someone like Braden Shen, 24 goals, 58 points in 62 games. It's giving you the kind of consistency that you want. But remember, the year before, we're talking about 36 and 56. And so that's just it. Is if you're the Blues, and every team wants to do this, but you want to be able to make sure that the money you're spending is the kind of money that makes you comfortable, that allows you to have flexibility. It's just that when you look at players who are 30, 31 and older, that's where it gets kind of complicated because – it seems like, yes, while we're seeing more players in the league find success in their mid-30s, which we make it sound like that's such an old age, knowing that some people in actual real life, you go, mid-30s isn't that old. But again, <laughs> another discussion for another day. These are the things that, again, in this league, you really have to think about as everyone is getting younger and faster. Speaking of that, I, I feel like, Ryan, that the Blues are looking at their defense and they're trying to, to – not change the identity, but they're going away from the size and they're going more with speed. You've got Tori Krug, Scott Perunovich is going to be a part of this team, Colton Pareko is a fast skater, and Justin Falk is the same way. When you look at this Blues defense, does it does it give you cause for hesitation thinking that the defense can hold up, kind of citing the struggles that you spoke of earlier? Or do you feel like now that Nick Letty is on board, maybe there's going to be some more consistency on the blue line? Well, it goes back to a little bit of the first question you all asked about Jordan Cairo and goals. And when you look at the way this league is going, puck-moving defensemen, if you can find them, whether they're your all-out-and-out puck movers like a, a Kale McCarr, an Adam Fox, players who are kind of more in the middle, 
or, or someone who can just do it a little bit. These are things that everyone is looking for. And when you look at what the Blues are doing defensively, like they are setting themselves up to have players who can move the puck. Like, yes, it's not to say that size isn't a thing because, like, we look at the strength of Tampa and having size on the back end has certainly been a big part of it. But also when you look at what the Colorado Avalanche just did, just again as two teams who are in the cup finals, yes, is there size on the back end in Colorado? Yes, there is. But when you look at what they are like when they are fully healthy, Kale McCarr, Devontae, Samuel Gerrard, Bowen Byram's grown a little bit. But, of course, when he came into the league, you're talking about someone who was going from the WHL to the NHL, and it takes time to get your body to that point. Like, there are players who you would consider smaller than what Tampa has. But the point is, they were still effective. And so, while, yes, size is something you have to compensate for, it is just more about how is your blue line effective. And if they can move the puck, if they can limit high danger chances, if they can make things in net a lot easier, and they can play the structure that forces teams to shoot from the perimeter as opposed to getting these dangerous chances from the face-off circle, the slot, low slot, whatever the case may be, it, then that really kind of solves all your questions, or at least it appears that it could solve all your questions. Go ahead, Brooke. Well, so here's the other thing, too, because everybody always looks at, is this group going to be able to, to be competitive with the Avalanche? That's always the big question going into the season, especially in the Central Division. What are your thoughts about the group right now? Is this group competitive enough to compete with the avalanches of the world. Look, it's interesting because it seems like for the last several years, the identity of the blues has been, they can literally play any kind of style you want. And so to hear this question, it's, it's fascinating because the years you spend covering the avalanche, people in Denver are asking the same question of like, can they keep up with the blues? Because like the blues are, are, are fast. They're, they're, they're strong. They play a physical game. There's experience there. And it's, again, they're in such an interchangeable team that it seems like with the way this roster is constructed, it seems like the Blues have everything needed to be able to compete with everyone. Again, it's just it's really that question of how will the defensive structure work, but more importantly, how will the goaltending work as well? Because when you look at the lineup, yes, we talk about how do you replace David Perron, but you're talking about a forward core of Ryan O'Reilly, Vladimir Tarasenko, Braden Shen, Pavel Bichnevich, Brandon Saad, Jordan Kyrou, Robert Thomas, Ivan Barbashev, like no one is exactly going to be lighting candles for the St. Louis Blues, hoping they're able to figure out what they're going to do at Ford. They're, they're going to be just fine. And then, of course, there's the puck movers that we just talked about on the back end. And especially when you look at someone like Colton Pareko, who, like, let's face it, Colton Pareko is that person you create in NHL 99 with all this size and speed in the world and say good luck. But then you're like, oh, no, a Terminator really does exist. Oh, dear Jesus, good luck with that. So they have everything needed. It's really just a matter of how do you find that consistency, not only late in the season, but in the postseason, in addition to, again, can you get the play from goaltending that you need? Ryan, I'm looking forward to your coverage this season for the NHL at ESPN. Again, you could follow him on Twitter at Ryan underscore S underscore Clark. You're one of my favorites, buddy. Thank you so much, and looking forward to seeing you around the rink this year. Likewise. Take care, and thank you for having me on. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the Sleep Number Bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my Sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples... 
Temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 smart bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 special edition smart bed. Plus special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.